0: Today we celebrate the third week of Advent or God that Sunday. It's a time of hopeful expectation and great joy. We wear rose vestments to reflect that joy. Today's readings are chock full of words and phrases that evoke the promises of God's joy and hope for all the world, and our heartfelt gratitude we offer God in response. The good news is sent to the afflicted The brokenhearted are healed. Liberty is proclaimed to captives. Those who mourn are comforted. We are clothed with the garments of salvation. These are the joyful promises that God makes to each of us through his beloved son, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, the one who is to come into this darkened world as the light of the world in one short week away. How do you and I respond to such hope-filled messages? Isaiah responds with, I will rejoice heartily in the Lord. Mary, the mother of God, says, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. The hungry has filled with good things. His mercy is from age to age. St. Paul says, Rejoice. In all circumstances give thanks. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do you and I rejoice? Or are we so weighed down with personal struggles and problems that the idea of rejoicing isn't at the top of our list right now? I am not being dismissive of the challenges we all face in life, they are real and we need to acknowledge that. But I am encouraging that despite the challenges, the struggles, the pain that you and I may be experiencing now or will experience in the future, those painful struggles should not overshadow the joy that God desires to place on your hearts and on mine. We can always find a reason not to be joyful. One of the realizations that we all had on our trip to the Holy Land was how difficult life must have been for people living in the first century in Israel the effort it must have taken to find food rations, water, and always being on guard against those who wished to do them harm. This would have been the common experiences of the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Imagine the distance and rough terrain Mary had to travel to visit her cousin Elizabeth while Mary was pregnant herself. We retraced Mary's journey from the comfort of a tour bus, and that seemed long. When we pray the Hail Mary, the word hail means rejoice. We say rejoice, Mary, for you are full of God's grace. And it makes perfect sense. The reason Mary could be so joyful, despite the many difficulties and challenges of life, is because Mary had Christ within her. She was close to Jesus, and Jesus was close to her. So yes, Mary was joyful despite the harsh conditions. She was happily expecting the arrival of the baby Jesus as foretold by the archangel Gabriel. In today's gospel, John the Baptist is also anticipating the arrival of the newborn king. Not only is he anticipating, he's preparing. John the Baptist is making straight the way of the Lord, and he is encouraging all of us to do the same. How do you and I do that? We first do that by trusting in the one whom God the Father sent to cleanse us of all that is not of God. Trusting in the one who heals our woundedness, our brokenness, helps us in our struggle against the desire to turn inward, which is the crooked path, rather than to look outward, which is the straight path. We do this by bringing our total selves to the Lord, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We bring everything that prevents you and me from being who God created you and me to be. And who you and I are created to be is the unblemished image of Jesus Christ, God the Father's only begotten Son. And we can move away from being the image of Christ, slowly and by small degrees, without even noticing that we have moved. Not much different than watching our hair grow. We look at ourselves in the mirror every day and don't really notice our hair growing. Then one day our hair has taken on a life of its own. We say to ourselves, I need a haircut. I know I'm due for one when my hair looks like a chia pet. So we go to the shop and have it taken care of. Afterwards, we look in the mirror and say, ah, now I look like myself again. Sin takes on a similar nature. It happens slowly over time without really being noticed. Then one day we look in the mirror and we really don't like what's looking back at us. It's time to go to the beauty shop. That is, it's time to go to confession. And after it's all done, we can look at ourselves and say, ah, I look like not myself again. Rather, I look like Jesus Christ again, which is always the best look for any of us. Most men and women go to the barber or the hair salon once a month. I think that's a great reminder for each of us that it's time to go to confession. We put in so much effort to look presentable and beautiful on the outside, which only others can see. Let's not forget to take care of the inside that only God can see. Not only will you and I be thankful that we did, God will be thankful. Let us rejoice in the good news that in one week, Jesus comes as our Lord and Redeemer, born on Christmas Day. Let us not only rejoice in song and prayer, but let us rejoice by deed and action. Today we will be celebrating a penance service at 3 p.m. at St. Bernard Church. We will have six priests. The best gift we can give Jesus is ourselves. Let us take this opportunity to celebrate the joy that God wants to give you and to me, through the beautiful Sacrament of Reconciliation.